Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm gonna show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Premed Year, session number 377. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. A welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. If this is your first time joining me here on this podcast, thank you for finding this however you found it. And if this is not your first time here, thank you for coming back. And I want to ask you a favor. If you enjoy this podcast, I want you, I encourage you, I beg of you, I beg is too strong of a word. I ask you to share this podcast with someone. That is how we impact more people. And I firmly believe that through this podcast and the messaging that I put out in this podcast of collaboration, not competition, I believe that if we can reach more pre-med students, we can change the culture of pre-med and we can impact the whole future of medical education in this country. I firmly believe that from this podcast. Just, you just need to share. You need to do your part and share it with a friend, a classmate, an advisor, with someone. This episode is a great one. I went to Chicago in November of 2019, and I had a meetup there, and we had uh, 16 or so people show up, people driving as far away as St. Louis and even further than that to, to have a meetup to come for dinner in Chicago. And what you will hear now is the audio from that video, which is on YouTube as as you are listening to this. You can go to YouTube and watch the video if you would like. Uh, the video doesn't really add much to the uh, audio, although it does show a, a little bit of the behind the scenes. So you uh, will hear me answering students' questions, and hopefully will help provide you with some insight into being a pre-med and what medical schools are looking for. So we're in Chicago, having a uh, meetup tonight. Thai restaurant, of course, because that's what we do. 
and uh, gonna have some fun. As you've seen in some of our other videos, I'm sure when I have meetups, the students a lot of times will just hang out with each other and just turns into a big support fest, which is awesome. Uh, and then obviously I'm there to answer questions and do my thing as well, but it's always a good time. So I can't stress it enough that when you are out there, be out there with your fellow students and, and don't hide in, in your room all the time studying for the MCAT. So do that. Uh, make sure you're getting out there and uh, collaborating with all those other students. Because remember, those, those students are not your competition. You are competing against yourself every day. And that is the ultimate goal. So I was just checking my DMs and one student asked a question and, and I, I read it and like I understand that as pre-med students, there's just so much stress around doing everything right. But at some point you have to understand that the question you are asking is just so micro, right? In the, in the big picture of applying to medical school, this question of uh, do medical schools look at the differences between taking fundamentals of organic chemistry and lab and then organic chemistry one plus lab versus organic chemistry one and two. Like, just take the classes. Just take the classes, that's all you gotta do. Don't, don't worry about such a micro, like such minutia in this process. It will drive you mad. Just do what you need to do. Take the classes, talk to your advisor, right? At your school, find out what he or she has to say. Get done. So it's the same thing I'll have students ask, like I do registration in the emergency room. Like I go into the emergency room room, and talk to the patients and register them in our computer system. That's clinical experience because I'm talking to the patient. It's not clinical experience, right? So if you're just interacting with the patients in terms of how are we doing, great, good, checkbox, go move on. I really probably wouldn't consider that strong clinical experience. That makes sense. Scribing a thousand percent. But let's, let's just talk about scribing. If scribing is the only thing you have on your application, let's assume you apply next year, right? So you apply June of 2020 and you stopped clinical experience scribing in August of 2019 this year. Or was it last year? So 2019? February to August 2019. So what it looks like to an admissions committee member is Abdul just checked the box. Abdul, Abdul said, oh, I need clinical experience. Check the box. Six months. I'm done. Let me move on. Versus doing something consistently. No. And it doesn't have to be a full-time job consistently, but getting involved consistently a few hours a week, a handful of hours a month, whatever that looks like, to show that you're bought into this whole, I want to be around patients. You cannot. You cannot. Right? If I told you, right, this is how you ride a bike, you throw your leg over, you put your feet on the pedals and you start pedaling. You're like, okay, I know how to ride a bike. No, you don't. <laughs> you got to get on it and fall over a bunch of times and 
eventually you learn how to ride a bike and then <laughs> one day you're like, oh, I'm riding a bike and then you crash into a tree. Uh, that's what med school is like. Like you go on SDN and Reddit and you hear me talk about how hard it is and your friends talk about how hard it is and you're like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm good. And you're like, ah! <laughs> and it has nothing to do with being smarter than anyone else. It just has to do with figuring out what will work for you in terms of your schedule, in terms of your kind of commitment and your intentions throughout the day. Like this, get off this shit, right? Yeah. I, I see med students like responding to Facebook posts that I have. I'm like, like I know you're struggling because we just had a conversation about it. Why are you on Facebook replying to my messages or to my posts? Like turn it off. Allow yourself like 30 minutes a day on this total. Check out. I failed my first med school test. I wasn't ready. Oh, I saw that. I was ready, but I wasn't ready. I couldn't, I couldn't carry over the same skills that I had from undergrad and college and, or from, from high school and undergrad. And luckily, I was smart enough that I didn't really have to work hard and really hone my study skills yeah. and then med school punched me right in the face and then I had to figure it out <laughs> that's the MCAT's the hardest test Be- no I'm not joking no because the the MCAT isn't the MCAT isn't a test of your knowledge it's a test of your critical thinking and for me that was really hard because I I wasn't a, and I'm not a very good reader I read slowly, and there's so much, right? And I took the MCAT back in the old paper days, Scantron, like four and a half hours versus seven hours. Um, and, and once you're in medical school, then it's a test of knowledge. And there's a lot of it, which makes it hard, but it's, it's so different than the MCAT. So the language... As far as I can remember the language, the language doesn't have anything to do with disabilities. The language doesn't say anything about race or ethnicity. The language is all around... um, It's super vague to begin with. It's really vague. And a lot of it is focused around underserved medical populations. Um, Like, do you come from a population that you think was underserved medically? Um... And that's just top of my head without looking at the exact definition. I think there, there may be some language in there about, like, were you or your family on government assistance programs like SNAP or Medicaid or things like that. But at the end of the day, the disadvantage statement is completely up to your interpretation. The definition is vague. You don't have to meet certain criteria to check the box or not check the box. So disadvantage through disability? Sure, disadvantage because you came from an area where nobody was doctors or nurses. Women couldn't be doctors or nurses? Sure. It can't hurt you unless you're ignorant about what a real disadvantage, what a disadvantage means. And it's not, to, it's not to diminish anything to say, oh, like, I didn't grow up in poverty, so I'm not disadvantaged. Like, you, you can have disadvantages around anything, right? Whether you grew up in a traumatic household, whether you grew up wherever, 
um, it all depends. Like a student who I was working with last year um, grew, just grew up probably a very similar neighborhood. Uh, he is Latino, grew up in a very poor neighborhood, lots of violence, saw his friend at a young age get shot at the playground. Like, disadvantaged background. You don't have that social capital to, to see other people who look like you, talk like you, are from the same place as you, be physicians, then it's hard for you to imagine that and, and really take that on. And when, <clears throat> I think he had stats that like, some just infinitesimally, infinitesimally, it's too big of a word, uh, some really small <laughs> um, percentage of students from his high school, from that whole area, like went to college. Yeah. So it paints a picture of, again, going back to Abdul, like what you've been able to accomplish in your life based on, on the obstacles in your way. And so it shows a lot that you've been able, it shows who you are, your character, your grit. It shows what you've done with that. And that's awesome. Your GPA might not be as stellar as someone else. Your MCAT score might not be as stellar as someone else. But it's still freaking awesome. In my mind, the MMI is something you don't have to prepare for. You have to understand it, which is why it's good to do a mock MMI. But outside of that, there's nothing to prepare for. I think it's, it's different than a traditional interview where there's um, questions, these like very pointed questions, like, and it's impossible to prepare for every question in a traditional interview. It's impossible to prepare for every moral ethical scenario that will come at you during an MMI. Uh, and, and unfortunately students want to have the resource of give me the book that has a million and one MMI scenarios so that I just understand I can go through them, I can think about them. I'm like, no, that's not the point of preparing. The point of preparing is understanding that you are going to walk into a room in these three or four or five different types of scenarios or stations, and you need to understand that there are good ways of responding and bad ways of responding and understand kind of just the basics around that and you're good, right? Understand that you don't want to scream and yell at a patient when the patient is screaming and yelling at you. I've talked to students who are like, ah, I kind of lost my cool. I'm like, you're not going to get in. Uh, and specifically at the school that you're interviewing at. So be prepared for a little bit of a stress, uh, stress station maybe, um, where they may challenge you. At the end of the day, the MMI, like every interview, is a, is a conversation. The MMI is just more structured around something specific. But it's still a conversation. And you will have a better time at it because you are your age with your life experiences assuming that you have a career where you get along with people. I would, I would hope so, right? Just seeing the interactions tonight, I can assume that. And so you take those life experiences 
and you're just transplanted into a station and you talk and you listen. Something students aren't very good at doing. Right? Here's this patient that's yelling at you and you go in and be like, oh, my job is to tell the patient to shut up and sit down and be quiet, right? You're disrupting everyone else. Um, and students don't listen and pick up on the things that the actor is trying to, to get across to you. So meetup's over. I hope you, as you watch this, you or listen to this, you got some good kind of knowledge and kind of insight into what students are thinking about, right? The, the questions that came up today are questions that you have. And you can see from my answers that a lot of times there isn't a specific answer. A lot of times it's just do what you want, right? Really follow your passions, do what you want. Don't worry about what the medical schools are thinking about. Right? Get some clinical experience, get some shadowing, and, and really just focus on your story. Your story is so impactful in your application. And students who are posting in, on SDN, on Reddit, and in the pre-med hangouts about getting really high scores on MCAT and really high GPAs and not getting into medical school are because they're not focused on their story. I'm not saying you can get away with not good grades and not a good MCAT score and, and have an amazing story, but you, you, your story will help you overcome so much in this journey. And when you have your head down focused on MCAT and GPA and only that, you're missing out on your story. You're missing out on who you are as a person. So if I come to your city, come to a meetup because we have so much fun. I hope you learn some things from, from this video and I hope to see you at your city soon. All right, so there you have it. I hope that was helpful for you. If you are in an area where I am doing a meetup, you should go. These meetups are fun. You get to meet other pre-med students, other students who believe in collaboration, not competition, which is why I put on the meetups. I don't go to answer questions. I don't go to have students meet me. I go and have these meetups so that students meet each other. So hopefully... If I come to a city near you and have a meetup, you will come. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.